Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will ya? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What is Operator Nation? Micah here along with my partner in crime, Tyler, bringing you another week of Behind the Eye Patch, the podcast that brings you everything Oakland Raiders, including the bad. And Tyler, we've been bringing a lot of bad to the table recently. What say you? Bad, badder, and baddest. Yes, dude, it's been Ugliness. it's been rough. It's been very rough. Uh, yeah, lots of ugly. Lots of lots of lost sleep. Lots of wandering in the desert looking for myself. Uh, in terms of <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, I've gone on a couple walkabouts, uh, just trying to find wow. myself this week. So you know, I'm. Uh, it's been bad. Uh, that's impressive. I think that's the first time a Crocodile Dundee reference has been made on this show. Now, we are only five episodes into this show. Numero but that, that was pretty today. impressive, too. That's true. That's true. few intros. Dude, first, uh, you know what? I know this is an Oakland Raider podcast, but first, we do have to give a big shout-out to now the leading passer in the NFL, Drew Brees, man. That was pretty impressive on Sunday, or on Monday, I should say, what he did. Big props to Drew Brees, uh, you know, passing Brett Favre, passing Peyton Manning on that list. Um, that's pretty cool. What say you? Yeah. And did you see Peyton Manning's little, uh, oh, his welcome video or his, his thank you video? Yeah, that's right. Cutting up tomatoes and stuff. That was pretty ingenious, I thought. Yeah, well that was fantastic. Well done on your part, Peyton Manning. Yeah, well, good. You know, that was, that was a classy move to be able to, you know, step aside, welcome him into the group. And now on the top of the mountain uh sits Drew Brees and that's that's pretty cool to see. I've always I've always liked him just kind of as a from a personal standpoint, just as a person. He's a real classy guy and uh um you know, unlike a Tom Brady, I I I have inexplicable hate for Tom Brady even though, you know, I might not be able to put my finger on it why I hate him and I think it's just because, you know, the tuck rule and all of that good stuff. That's exactly uh, why Brees, That's exactly yeah, okay, why. Yeah, that's where that hatred was born from then. But yes. Drew Brees, you know, he's he's always a cool guy, and like I said, he keeps it classy on the field. You know, when when you have uh, when you have receivers from say I don't know the Steelers, you know, making football touchdown celebrations, giving birth to a football, you know, weird things like that. You can always count on Drew Brees to keep it classy. So props to him and his and his uh, and the Saints over there. That's that's pretty cool stuff. As always, you can find this show. On Facebook, just search for Behind the Eye Patch on our Facebook page. Give us a like and a follow, dude. We're we're really climbing the charts there with likes and follows on the Facebook. Yeah, we had page. a pretty excited ones about last that. Week. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at Behind Eye Patch on Twitter. Also, give us a call 208-557-9771 if you want to get on the show, and uh, leave us a voicemail. Try to keep it under a minute. Give us your thoughts, your rants, your raves. Most of the time, it's going to be ranting when you're starting out one and four uh, for what seems like, 
I don't know, the 16th year in a row or so. <laughs> um, but again, that number is 208-557-9771. We always love to hear from everybody. And, of course, we will play it back on this show. Always. Um, yes, always, always. Dude, usually we start out this show, the good, and the bad, and the ugly, from last week. Uh, I, if, I, I believe we're both of the same mindset. That I don't think we could find any good um, from our 10 to 26 loss. So we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to go the ugly and the uglier from our loss to the Chargers um, on Sunday. Like I said, 10 to 26. And honestly, here's the worst thing. It could have been a blowout, dude. The Chargers were down, what, on the two-yard line? Yeah. They could have gone yep. in. They could have scored. I mean, it could have been it could have been twenty three or thirty three to ten. But they they had it was so bad they had to give us the mercy rule basically, and uh, that's that's just just to add a little more uh, humiliation onto the top of everything. Uh, we had to you know uh, they were kind enough to just go ahead and kneel the clock out and let the you know let time expire. So now I've all of a sudden have to thank the. Uh, the Chargers, which is really weird because I'm angry Tears. at them. But now I've, I've got this weird, like, I've got to be thankful to them now, too. So whatever. It's a weird psychological uh, uh, experience when you are an Oakland Raider fan. Um, but, dude, we're going to get in into it. The ugly and the uglier. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and kick this one off because I've been – it just stands out like a sore thumb. The ugly for me was our defense. I mean, f- about from the get-go – it was bad. The pass defense was horrendous. I, I do have to say Hankins in the middle did a pretty solid job. He's been a solid pickup, man. P.J. Hall had his moments as well. Hurst got in there for a couple of, of plays behind the line of scrimmage, but for the most part, it, it was pretty rough. I mean, obviously, 26 points should have been 33, maybe even some more. Um, the defense, though, is my ugly this week for the Oakland Raiders. Um, and then my uglier has to be not running the ball Good on the one on the one yard line. One yard line again. Freaking Marshawn Lynch. Have we not learned anything? I'm gonna explode. No, I'm gonna explode, dude. This is ridiculous. Dude. Give the ball to the beast. Feed the beast from the one <laughs> yard line. Tyler, sorry. Take some oxygen, I know, man. I'm sorry. Oh, save yourself. Uh, no, no, dude. Throw it, it is ridiculous, though. What, what is, why is this has happened like for the third time this year as well? What 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 was the other one? Oh, we handed on fourth and one. We handed it off to uh, um, our fullback yeah. on the goal line, and he didn't nope. get it. Um, now on this, we have Marshawn Lynch first and goal at the two. That changed the entire outlook of the game. I believe at that point was it twenty six to ten. But a touchdown there cuts it down to it might not have even been twenty six to ten yet. I don't even know. a touchdown there. A touchdown there, though, uh, uh, the, the turning point in that game was when Martavius Bryant fumbled the ball. Yep. Because at, at that point, uh, that, that turned the whole game around. I think they ended up getting seven out of that, and that put that game out of reach um, uh, for good. Uh, that was the turning point in that game. The Oakland had a good drive going there. Um, but then, but then, oh my gosh. You know, if there's, and I told you this after the game. If there's one player on that team that could, 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 had justification for hanging it up early, you know, like like what's his name for the Bills, you know, quitting at halftime, saying, you know <laughs> uh, what, I'm out of here. Yes, Davis. If there is a play, an, a player that would truly have justification for doing something like that, it would be Marshawn Lynch. You know, for because here you have you you've brought this guy in for these situations. He is a running back for these situations, and what do you do? Oh, we're gonna pass the ball. 
I mean, get get real. Uh, is, but you know what? It's classic Oakland Raiders, man. It's it's what we've seen for the past 16 years from this organization, and it's you can't explain it. You can't explain it, and I'm not going to even try. So that was my uglier for this week, bro. What is your ugly and uglier from their loss? Oh, so much, so much. Um, I. I I don't even know where to start, Micah. Like I'm so so frustrated. Like I'm laughing to keep from crying at this point. Um, th- <laughs> that's it. Like I think you hit the nail on the head. The defense is ugly. The defense looks like trash. It looks like I could bring in Alabama's defense and probably have better success with a college defense. And I mean that 100. percent I'm not even playing Absolutely. at this point. I'm, I mean that in a very literal sense of the world, word. Like, I will bring in Alabama's defense, and they will probably get more stops and be better and have more discipline than our defense <laughs> at this point. In, can, I just, can I just read you a stat? Because that's it. Like, that, that's it. Yeah, hit me. Hit me with it. I am going to read you because the ugliest thing to me was that just travesty of throwing an interception on the one-yard line, first and goal. You've got some momentum going, and Carr just decides to uncork one and get it picked <laughs> off by a defensive lineman in the end zone. So since the start of Super Bowl forty-nine. That is the Super Bowl that is now so infamous for the Seahawks losing to the Patriots. I think it was Malcolm Butler that picked it off at the one-yard line. Yep. So since the start of that Super Bowl, teams have now thrown four times, four times at the one-yard line with Marshawn Lynch on the field. Following Derek Carr's interception on Sunday, those passers are 0-4, and with two interceptions on those passes. Learn oh my gosh. a gosh dang lesson and run the ball through their face, keeping it G-rated for family friendliness. Run the ball Absolutely. four times <laughs> down their face. You have, or sneak the ball. Like, you've got Rodney yeah. Hudson, and you've got Gabe Jackson to, okay, Hudson's not huge, but Jackson's a road grader. Run the ball right behind the right guard. Well, they're going to expect that. Yeah, so execute it and do something about it. Don't just fart around. Like, There's so many words that I want to use, but we we promised the fans at the beginning that we would keep this family-friendly and G-rated, but (laughs) the Raiders are making it so hard for me to do that right now because of their stupidity and their commitment to just crap product on the field. I am so frustrated. I, You know, we, we were talking before we came on. I've been a fan for 28 years, and for, like, probably at least 24 of those, we've been a commitment to excrement, not a commitment to excellence. <laughs> it's been trash. <laughs> Al Davis was garbage. garbage. Hot Arizona garbage. And it's just been terrible. And I feel so frustrated because I was so excited this year. I Gruden was yeah. back. Things like we were going to return to the promised land. And call me short-sighted, I don't care. But right now, I'm going to be short-sighted. And I'm going to say this is 
garbage. Like, I am... The honeymoon with Gruden, for me, is over. I want... Yeah. I want some yep. wins. And I want Derek Carr to not look like a gosh dang rookie. I want him to look like a fifth-year player should look at this point in time. Well, Tyler, yep. he's only had the same offensive coordinator for two years out of his th- out of his whole career. Well, you know what? That's great and gravy, but you're also making $25 million a year. So man up, freaking yep. quit throwing picks in the end zone. He's got three of them in the red zone this year. You cannot win games making turnovers like that, Micah. And, that, and we all know that. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Like I'm yep. I'm a fat yep. man sitting on my couch and I can see that you're cannot throw interceptions in the red zone because you will lose the game and we're all here about to win the game. You play to win the game. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You know, that sounds like a fantastic quote. Uh, I feel like I've heard that somewhere, but I can't I can't put my finger on it. But th- that, that is fantastic. Um, no, dude, I, I totally agree. I, let's talk about Derek Carr for a second. What, in your words, because we've talked about this a lot, now I'll, you know, one in four start is going to, you know, kind of have that reaction now. What do you see for Derek Carr? I mean, he, I believe he leads the league in interceptions right now. He's the first quarterback since Jamarcus Russell to have oh, more interceptions you, than touchdowns. Yes, you you stole it. So you took mine. You took I'm my sorry. Stat. I'm going to start I'm stat sorry. hoarding during the week instead of sending you things. There you go. You need to stat block me. Yeah. Um, uh, so so uh, you know, I we kind of been talking about this off air a little bit. I think you give Carr a second year. Uh, you know, with Gruden, you know, it, it's going to be their last year before Vegas next year. You give him one more year under Gruden to see what he can do. But I honestly think you see this play from from Carr next year. I, I don't think, you know, one of the big reasons Gruden came back was to coach Carr. I think Gruden will cut his butt himself if he sees Carr continue to play like this. I think Gruden will say, no, we're not. We're, we need a new face of the franchise if we're going to start fresh in Vegas. We need a fresh face. You know, let's take to the draft. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's already looking. If he's looking at some sophomores and some juniors out there right now going, okay, who's, who's going to be entering? You know, who's looking promising right now that could have a strong, you know, a solid season this year and an even stronger season, you know, junior season, senior year? Uh, somebody that we, we might want to pick up and, uh, and develop. Um, you know, or, you know, somebody that we could pick up in, in 2020, in the 2020 draft, just in case this car deal doesn't pan out. And if I'm car right now, man, I know you got the money, but, uh, I don't think by any means his job is safe. And, and, and I don't see them cutting him this year. I think he does get another season with Gruden, but, uh, I think that's all he gets. I don't think he fulfills what year, if he goes through 2020, how long is that then? Because he got a five-year contract. Will that be year? Uh, what what year would that be? Four? Then he'd have four years of that contract. Did he get? I mean, did, it, did he get that pay raise last year? Uh, I believe. Or did it uh, kick it in this year? year? Maybe it was last year. So 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 about three years worth of. Uh, I think um, we've got three or four years left on that deal. So so Oakland might only have to swallow a couple years of that contract. If, if, if you're in 2019 season, and let's say it's 2019 right now, 
and the Raiders are once again one and four. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see him being back. And I know that no. if they cut him this year, at the end of this year, they only have to pay him another $15 million that goes against wow. the salary cap. Wow. Oof. See, now that's intriguing because that i mean there that this is a real possibility and as much as you've heard me man i i've been i've been beating the drum cars the face of this franchise he makes incredible throws blah 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 but i tell you what these so picks did in Jay the Cutler. end zone yeah <laughs> so yeah so, so it's you know it's it's becoming to this point now where it's like this is undeniable this is this isn't fluky, you know, it's not like, well, he just had a bad game, or, you know, there's one pass, two pass. I mean, this is starting to almost become a, a like a, you know, week in, week out sort of thing, and and there's there are no excuses now. His back's fine, his leg's fine, you know, he, he's got the receivers for it. What's going on? What's going on? Is Carr just, you know, is he not who we thought he was? And maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. What do you think? I don't, you know, I, my... My really good buddy that's a Steelers fan sent me a text today, and he's like, what is going on in Oakland? And I'm like, dude, I wish I had answers for you. Like, I don't know if it's Carr. I don't know if it's because we have four rookies playing at, like, pretty involved spots on the offense yep. and the defense. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't, I don't feel like Gruden has lost his football savvy, but sometimes... I just don't understand why they do the things that they do. Like, I don't know why he chooses to be so many things I hate about him. But anyway. Why does he choose to throw the ball in the one? Yeah. Those like, kinds of things. Yeah. Like, I I don't get it. And I don't know. I don't have answers. I'm not an insider. I don't work in the front office. But I will tell you that I am wondering if it's just growing pains like that's part of me just like kind of yeah. looking for positive in this negativity is maybe it is growing pains we have two rookies starting on the on the defensive line if they're not starting they're making they're being asked to make major contributions pj hall arden key maurice hurst those are yep. three rookies and they've done pretty well but they're not generating a pass rush that you know, they will probably two, three years down the road from now. Yeah, exactly. But then I'm just, I'm looking at Carr and I'm like, what is wrong? Like, where is the Derek Carr of 2016? Is that a fluke? Was that, is he scared now? And we've talked about that. I feel like every week, does he yeah. need some sports psychologist to work with him to, you know, and, and in the headlines every week, it's, like this week, it's uh, Gruden and Olson, our offensive coordinator, saying, "Well, we just think he's trying too hard, or we think yeah. he's, you know, doing this, that, or whatever." It, it's still, it's still an issue, and I don't know if if we can wait around for him to figure out what's going on. Like, if we want to win. You've got to have a quarterback to get you to the promised land. We all know yep. that. Yep. And and I just don't know. I don't know if he has that killer instinct anymore to go and do that. It's frustrating because I, as a fan, I sit back and I'm like trying to dissect. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to feel, you know, like what's going on. And I, I wish I was inside the building like, Derek, what is wrong, man? 
We need you. Like, you can't be throwing picks like that. You're a fifth-year player. That stupid stuff you do at Fresno State, not in the NFL. I don't yeah. know. I don't have any answers. I just feel like I'm, I'm losing, well, you know. Well, here's, here's the thing. Like, here's the sad part about all this. You know, we've wasted the two years we had with Lynch. You know, we thought Lynch might be that missing piece that kicks us into the playoffs and, you know, gives this team, you know, a veteran presence and, and you know, that that grinder mentality and, and, you know, gets this team hyped and ready to rock and roll. Well, we've wasted that. You know, sorry, Lynch, but your career is going to end on a real, you know, crappy note uh, in the NFL with, with your hometown team because this team's this team's not built to win more than four games this year after after what we've seen through five games. Um, and I think they'd be lucky to win four games, to be honest, um, with the way the defense is playing and on the offense. I mean, 10 points against the Chargers team, a, a very middle-of-the-road Chargers defense, if you can call it middle-of-the-road, doesn't even have Bosa in there. That's sad. I mean, that's straight-up sad. Um, uh, just, I mean, we've wasted Marshawn Lynch. I think Cooper's going to be out the door by the end of this season. I don't even think Cooper's that bad of a receiver. I think his route running is fantastic. I honestly just don't think we have a quarterback that gets the ball into his hands. I've seen some of the missed throws. I've seen some of the misreads, and it's like, boy, another second, and Cooper's wide open for you know a 60-yard touchdown. Carr just needs to look his way. I feel like I'm seeing that every week. And it's like that. So now, you know, my, my, my focus is starting to shift towards Carr and going, gosh, is this not the person I thought he was? Is this, you know, is this, is this not, you know, is maybe Carr isn't the guy who can take us to the promised land? And it's a fair question. It's a fair question. We're one in four. What did we win? Five games last year? Six games last year? Seven? Uh, no, it wasn't. Were we seven, seven and nine? No. Were we, we six and seven. ten? I think it was six and ten or six five and, and ten. 11. I mean, I've tried to put it. I tried to put it out of my mind because I thought, oh, that was just an anomaly, just a bad season. We'll get over it, you know. And we we had all the poor you know, the, leadership. The, the poor leadership. Yeah, we got rid of Jack Del Rio. We got rid of you know the the offensive coordinator. We're good to go now. And now it's just like, no, sorry, it's even worse. And it's like, what in the world is going on? So now you can't help but start to look at guys like Carr and go, you got no excuses this year. You're perfectly healthy. You've got a fantastic offensive line. You've got a running back that's an animal. You've got Cooper, Martavius Bryant, Jordy Nelson. Heck, even Seth Roberts has been solid this year. And and and, and these oh, are the, this like is the best vinegar. I know, right? But this is the best you can do. Like, hmm, I don't know. And you've I, got it's, Jared it, Cook too to add into that. Yeah, mix, if yeah, I can. exactly. Perfect. Uh, Jared Cook, one of the best uh, top as far as statistics go, top tight ends in the NFL. So so, what's going on here? And why and are it's, you it's targeting more... Derek Carrier in the end zone? Like, who gives a crap know. about I, Derek I, Carrier? I, He's a special teamer. Like, why? I just, you know, it just it, it, baffles it, my mind, man. To, to, to shift over a little bit to the defensive side, I made this comment to you guys in the middle of the game, and you'll remember this. I said, our, our, our defense... Is, is has to be the slowest defense on a blitz that I've ever seen. When the Raiders would send six players, it was like, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick. And it was like, six players, man. That quarterback shouldn't have more than a second and a half to get rid of the ball. But he's still got like a solid 1,000, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000. I mean, he can go through two or three reads before our blitz even gets there. And then you guys, you, you both reminded me, and I'm talking Birch and Tyler both reminded me, Dude, our defense is like an average of like 
32 years old. What do you expect? And I just couldn't help but laugh because I was just like, that no kidding like uh, uh, here we are sending six players after the quarterback and i'm like i have never seen a team blitz slower <laughs> than the oakland raiders but that but you know they're all in wheelchairs man trying to get back there and if they're not in wheelchairs it's their first year and they're still trying to figure it out now on that i do have to say pj hall had some good moments hurst once again had some good moments and and Miller didn't do too shabby uh, well, for Miller's a rookie playing as well. With a, playing with a grade two ace, uh, MCL sprain. Yeah, with we a, find that out. Yeah, so we find that out post game. Uh, and Osemele sat out with the exact same injury. So it's like Osemele either just left us hanging out to dry, or like, does he care? Has he given yeah. up? And I don't think so because I like Osemele, but. It's like, man, the the rookie out there showing some grit. At least yeah. he was out there and willing to, you know, put it on the line. He stunk a little yeah. bit more. He gave yeah. up three sacks in that game, but But it's know, understandable. Yeah. Now. When you're playing with an MCL tear, that's you know, that's a lot of stability and stuff that you you don't have. Even with a knee brace on, you still push off. You're still using that, you know. And, yeah. and it just yeah. doesn't work very well. Well, and my thing is to uh, so so all that to say, if you want to find a silver lining here, man, so far three of those rookies out of the draft are looking at least right now through five games like pretty solid pickups. And I haven't even mentioned Arden Key. Key's had his moments for sure. Still looking for his first sack, if I'm not mistaken, in the regular season. Yeah, uh, I- he tends. He can get upfield a little fast sometimes, but I think that's just an occupational hazard. Um, you know, get get a little more, you know, get a year, a season under his belt or so. And, uh, you know, I think he could develop real well. But there are at least three, you know, three picks right now that aren't looking too shabby in the new Gruden era. So if you want to look for a silver lining, I would say, you know what, look at the young guys that we've picked up so far. I'd like to and, see you know, Nick Nelson. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'd like to yeah, see what you, he has. The I, corner from Wisconsin, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I'd like to see what he has. It, it, to me, at this point in the season, Micah, we talked about it before. There's a there's like a 0.12 chance, percent chance of us making the playoffs. It's like yep. 0.12, yep. and we'd have to win out pretty much. Yeah. I, we have a fairly brutal schedule. We play the Seahawks this week, go to a bye week. Niners? Uh, Colts. Colts. No, I think we play the Colts, Colts first and then a bye, if I'm Colts not mistaken. Bye. We do this every week. I have to look it up. I'm sorry, Raider Nation. I should know <laughs> the schedule better. But, I mean, if we cannot come out of those games at least two and one, you might as well just start the trend of blow for bow. And by I love bow, it. I mean Boza. So Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. You might Good. as well just be like, all right, pack it in. I'd rather see what the rookies have than these old lame-o freaking 39-year-old idiots in the secondary. Like, And and, uh, and Leon Hall has played relatively well. I'm not. Yeah, he has. It, but, you know, you've got Reggie Nelson again. You've got Leon Hall. You've got guys that are getting long in the tooth. Let's see what the, what the young guys can bring. Let's see what they can do. Put Carl Joseph out there. See if he's worth anything. If not... Then you you know trade him for a bag of peanuts and and uh, give somebody a third round pick to take him off of our hands <laughs> like that's that's what we would do that's a Raiders move we would ship him out for zero <laughs> and give somebody something so that they'll take his 
take him off his hands. Um, and it's just, you know, it's like, get those guys out there. The, the yeah. season to the, to me really is like, all right, get the players comfortable with the scheme. Come back next yep. year. And if you still suck, I'm shipping your butt out of here. That's yep. that's where the season's at for me. And people might call me a Fairweather fan, but you know what? I've been here 28 years. I haven't gone anywhere. I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship where the my girlfriend just keeps cheating on me. And I, I go back to her because she's so pretty. And yeah, then, and <laughs> I'm trying to stick with her. Maybe she's an addict or something, and I'm trying to stick with her and and make the situation better. But gosh dang it, I've been married to this chick for 28 years. It's about time to you know grow up and and uh, make some realize real life. it's a lost cause, right? And, and maybe I just need to get out of this abusive relationship. As much as I hate to say that, but I'm getting to the point where. I'm like depressed sometimes and I'm going on these long walkabouts out in the sagebrush with <laughs> native Americans. And I'm, I mean, I'm trying to find myself. It's just, it's getting I've, beyond I've ridiculous resorted, at this point. I've resorted to start. I'm like burning incense at my house. I'm making like, <laughs> I'm making like, you know, small animal sacrifices and things like that to the football gods. And it's just really become really unnecessary. My wife's starting to worry about, you know, kind of like you, this, my, my mental health. And here's, here's my thing, because I mean, let's be honest, Tyler, neither of us are going to walk away from this team. You know, we're, we're, we bleed silver and black. We, 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 as much as tough as it is, we're always back in front of our TV every Sunday watching this team. Doesn't mean we can't be upset about it. Doesn't, I mean, doesn't mean we can't be overly critical or just regular. I mean, there's no overly at this point. For how long this team has been bad, we can be as critical as we want of this team. Doesn't make us any less of a fan at all. Just because um, we're not because right blowing, now just because we're not blowing sunshine out of orifices. Exactly. It doesn't mean that we don't. You know, we're not going to sit down and watch the game because, like you said, we do every Sunday. We're angry for a week. We go back, and you know what? We're cheering our butts off and. Exactly. And if anything, it means we care more because we're willing to put so much emotional effort and emotional. We, we spend so much, you know, emotion on this team. It just means we care. Like we're like we, we we're so angry because we want this team to do better. You know, I mean, we could just be like, oh, whatever. You know what? We'll get them next week. No, no. You know, you don't you don't tell that. You know, if, if you're trying to tell if you're trying to get a kid to play better at basketball. And he's got a terrible three-point shot. You don't just say, oh, you know what? Keep shooting. You know, you'll get it. No, you go, no, dang it. You're not doing it right. Here, let me help you. You got you to gotta get your hand underneath the ball. You got to bring your elbow in. You know, this is how you make that shot. You give him some coaching. You, you get on him a little bit. You don't just go, oh, honey, you're okay. You'll get him next week. No, that's, that's what that's, America's that's not, turning that's not into, he... though. We're turning into I, I know, like, I know it is. give everybody medals. I'm not giving no, out any and, medals and this what, week. Nobody we, gets medals on the Raiders. No one. Exactly. Which is why there is no good this week from right. the good and the bad and the ugly segment. They have to learn. So we're going to move on from one angry. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. We're going to move on from one angry topic to the next. Tyler, this is your point here. Um, uh, the personal fouls from the media. What do you got for oh, that? Oh, personal foul. Um. Got it right here. I thought I had hit me it with right it. Here. All right, I will. This this week also comes from Paul Gunther. 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, if again? He... Yes, again. Paul Gunther and I are wow. going to be best friends. He probably listens to this show on his way over to uh, London, and uh... you know, allegedly, I have it. I have it from a. I have it from an inside source that he does actually have the podcast downloaded. And um, you know, when we put a new episode up, he does get an alert on his mobile device saying that the behind the eye patch has a new podcast to pleasure his ears on. So yes. Paul, I'll come coach the defense. I don't know a darn thing, but I think I could at least stop a nosebleed. Like I, uh, <laughs> and I can at least judge talent. But I know, I know, like you know, our favorite Reggie Nelson. He's getting better every week, Micah. He really is. He he's is. improving. He's showing. Yes. He's getting shorter in the tooth. He's chewing more trees, that silly beaver. <laughs> he's got that, he's got that, what is that, that Benjamin Button or whatever. Yeah, he's got the, yeah, he's the getting, case of Benjamin Button. He's getting Button. younger. He's getting, he's getting younger. younger. He's getting faster <laughs> every week, not burnt so badly in coverage. But I'm still, there's still a, a faint hint of a burnt toast over the Bay Area. Don't yeah. worry, Bay, oh, uh, Bay fans. It's just Reggie Nelson getting burned week after week. Hello. Um, so Paul Gunther, uh, I, it's been a point of contention with me this week, um, where he's benching Gary and Conley. Uh, Gary oh, Conley boy. has not played. He played very few snaps last week to put this into perspective before I read this, because this will make more sense. If the, the tweet will make more sense if I, uh, Read this first. Week one, Gary and Conley snap count breakdown at cornerback. 57 out of 63 snaps week one. That's 90%, Micah. Okay. Week two, 64 out of 66 per, uh, sixty-six snaps. That's 97%, Micah. Week three, okay. 31 out of 44, which is 70%. 55 out of 81 on week four. 68%. Now, week four is the week where we went to overtime. We saw Conley get benched, and Dominique Rogers Cromarty came in to take that over. Week five, you want to guess how many snaps he played in week five? Out of 64. Uh, 50%? Nope. He played 13 snaps uh, in oh. against the Chargers. 13 out of 64 20% no injury that we know of. So why is Gary oh. Conley not playing? A well, first round pick. A first round pick. First round pick last year injured. So he's played a grand total of seis partidos. That's six games. Uh, Gunther on Gary Conley. He's basically a rookie player after being hurt most of 2017. I don't want to give him too much right now. I want to give him little by little by little, like you would with any rookie player, Micah. Of course, because we don't have Colton Miller starting every game, and we also don't have P.J. Hall playing almost every game, and we certainly don't have Maurice Hurst and Arden Key that are playing significant snaps on defense, Paul yes. Gunther. Somebody's nose yes. is growing. Someone's nose is growing and it's getting longer and longer each week and I'm sick of your bullcrap. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a that's that seems to me like a pretty bad excuse. Especially when you have Hurst in there. Uh, you know, Hall PJ Hall had been injured for a while, but man, he was right back in there. Key getting, you know, significant reps there as well. Um, Brandon Parker uh, starting last game at right tackle. Yeah. No, uh, Miller Miller's the yeah, he's the starting left tackle. Just easing him into it, though, you know? Like, they don't want him to be overwhelmed. <laughs> he can't handle that. Oh, my gosh. Shut up, Paul Gunther. No, it... Get out of here. Yeah, this is bad. That it, was the personal foul this... of the week, Micah. Dude, I like it. We're doubling up on some Paul Gunther action, and that's understandable because that... It, it makes no sense. And at this point, you know, we were talking about it off air. It, you know what? Statistically, yeah, the Raiders still have a chance. Um, but do, but do, do they pass the eye test? Do you, do you, can you actually honestly sit down, look at the body of work, look at how this team has played over five games and say, yeah, they have a chance. No, no, you can't. Yeah. They have a chance at maybe four wins, maybe five. They, they have a chance at a top four pick in the draft, but they don't have a chance at going to the playoffs. <laughs> so at this point, what they need to do, like you said, they need to jump in there uh, they, they need to unleash some of these young guys. I know you talked about you wanted to see Nelson, the the corner, you know, out of Wisconsin. Get him in there. Get some of these guys in there and start, you know, letting them play. Get get some get some you know get some reps under their belt. Start seeing if these guys are guys that can come in long term, including Conley. You know, get him in there because I does anybody think that you know Hall is gonna is gonna be you know the the next the five year answer for Oakland for the next four or five years. Can no. I answer that? Nobody thinks oh, that. You beat me to the sure. punch. No, you I'm sorry. Me. I yeah, answered okay. my own question. My my That's bad. All right. But uh, <laughs> we got to get. You know, we we need to let some of these young guys start getting in there. We don't need to. If we're gonna, if this team, if if we're gonna be bad this year, let's be bad because yeah, let's just we're be getting real, real our bad. young. Yeah, let's let's just get our young players in there and start developing them. Let's see what we've got in these young players. So at least if we're going to be bad, we can blame it on. Well, yeah, we've got you know two rookie corners. We've got a, a basically a, an entire rookie line, uh, you know, defensive line. You know, we're going to have rookie tackles starting for the next while. You know, we had Feliciano in there at, at guard uh, for Osemele. You know, let's let's just start rotating some of these guys in. Let's see what we have. Yeah, let's. I mean, heck, let's give AJ McCarron some reps, maybe in the fourth quarter. See what he's got there. Yeah, because this. I'm sorry, Brady Nation, but this isn't a playoff team this year. Uh, let's get a couple first round draft picks. We got a ton of money to spend in the free agency. Let's see who we can attract. Let's see what we can draft. And then, like we've said for 16 years in a row, Tyler, maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, my so gosh. sick of that crap. So sick of it. I know. I know, but dude, but okay. So you know, we're gonna take a break said. from from all the, yeah, it, it and it does and it does because you know what, there is no there is no BS here. We say it, we call it how we see it, and uh, we don't need an index card to tell you um, how we see it. We're just gonna we're gonna give it to you straight. We, we've got Bazinga. the eye. We, we, Pat, we, exactly, exactly. So we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go off path a little bit here, and this is a segment that we've talked about doing. Uh, so we're going to just briefly run over this, man, because I feel like it bears talking about because there is a lot of overhyped and underrated Disney movies out there. And I'm talking animated Disney movies. If you got kids or, dude, you know, if you're just a regular human being, you know, you've got a few Disney movies at least out there that are, you know, near and dear to your heart. So we're going to pick one from each. We're going to pick one overrated Disney movie 
and one underrated Disney movie. Now they have to be um, uh, they have to be animated. So you know it can't be like you know the Cinderella that came out. That's you know the real version. Can't do anything. Like it. It's got to be. It's got to be uh, the animated. Um, I'm gonna let you start first, Tyler. Well, Give me your you? overrated. Well, you know, I'm just a kind kind of guy. So, and I'm I'm feeling especially generous tonight. So, um, oh, give me your overrated Disney and give me your underrated Disney movie. Okay. So, overrated Disney movie is really hard because you kind of have the ones that your kids have watched. I'm going to give examples. Frozen, uh, Moana. Yeah. Those are all new movies. Yeah. And they get watched a ton, and then you're kind of just sick of them. But I'm not going to lie to you. I I get a tear just about every time I watch Moana. So I'm not, no. not going to call that overrated. Um, okay. My overrated Disney movie is Fantasia. Fantasia, oh. Fantasia was big because it was re- released when i was a kid um so we're talking like early to mid like when dinosaurs roamed the earth right not quite that was when birch was around (laughs) i wasn't quite i'm not quite that old (laughs) love you birch i'm sorry sorry but not no so he knows where you live man you better be careful (laughs) i know um so no fantasia uh i don't like that movie it's grotesquely dark That's fair. for a Disney movie. And it was really big when I was little, but I that was one movie that I did not ever watch and I didn't like to. Well, I did watch it once, but after that I was like, nah, I don't need to spend my time with that movie anymore. So that's my overrated <laughs> Disney movie. There Under, you go. That's fair. I like it. Underrated, I'm going to give myself, because I had to go first, I'm going to give myself one underrated and a runner-up for underrated okay uh my number one underrated is going to be peter pan peter pan in my book is, oh is my it's one of my favorites uh if not the favorite it's also about the only ride that i can go on in disneyland anymore because of my back situation <laughs> <laughs> whoa so, peter so, pan really going to the vault oh, i like I love, it I love Peter Pan. It it just like it gives me hope for the future that maybe someday we can like reverse aging and really never become old and like my back will be better and my leg won't hurt anymore and it won't be numb. So this anymore. is for selfish reasons then. This- yeah, but I <laughs> I always just really liked Peter Pan when I was growing up anyway, so and my brother will attest now, to that it- and my sister for that matter. It is a fun movie, and you know that's kind of one that's kind of gotten lost uh, in the uh, the history books. I feel like that, but th- it's got a great storyline. You get some pirate action in there. You got yeah. something for everybody. You got the mermaids for the girls. You know, you got the little kids. You know, you got Wendy. You got the girl aspect of it for for little girls. Then you got the pirates. You got the crocodile. Every little boy loves that kind of theme. You know, so that that's fantastic. And you know what? That's a good pick because. I always enjoyed watching uh, watching Peter Pan. It was, it, it, like I said, the storyline's good. It's really fun. But I don't think, when I think Disney movies, it really doesn't jump off the page to me. I like it. So what's your runner-up? I want to hear this one. 
My runner-up is the animated animal uh, styled uh, it, Robin Hood. It's the one with the animals. Uh, yes, I know exactly Hood. what you're talking There's about. A bear, yeah, a John, you've got yep. Prince. Uh, oh, what is his name? The prince is a lion. Right. Yep. And hiss the snake. Like, prince John. Prince John. There you go. Yep. Prince John's a lion. Yep. King yep. Richard's a lion. Then you've got the badger. That's the friar, like the fat guy. Yeah. I I really, on a very personal level, connect with the badger. I'm large. I'm a church-going <laughs> man, and. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, if if somebody's gonna come, I'm gonna just, <laughs> if somebody's gonna come I'm into gonna my just, church and steal my tithing money, you bet your butt I'm gonna be whooping them with a stick and kicking dude, them out of my church. From now on, I'm just gonna call you Friar Tyler, <laughs> and, then, and that's just all there is to it. That you are Friar you, Tyler from now on. Sounds oh my good. gosh. Dude, that is fantastic. I like both of those. Those are really good. And again, the Robin Hood. Thank you. A one that's not much talked about, but it was a solid, a solid, uh, it was a solid movie. Like you said, I, the animal aspect of it was really clever. You know, they had, uh, you know, the rhinos were the bad guys. Yes, they had the vultures. The yep. The vultures were the were the bad centuries. You know, they, they, you know, classic Robin Hood. They had all the crossbows and couldn't hit a thing. Um, yep. Uh, the one voice I always loved in that movie, I thought was so cool, was uh, when they're doing the that bow and arrow shoot off. The uh, alligator that talked. Whoever does oh, the alligator, yeah, or the crocodile, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that really deep, you know, gravelly voice. That was impressive, and that's exactly like what you would figure. That would be quite an alligator. I figure is probably what he is. Um, uh, that that's exactly what an alligator would sound like. Uh, yes. In a Disney movie, if it could talk. And I always liked that voice for whatever reason as a kid. I thought that was super cool. Dude, that is a fantastic I like, list. That, that I always kind of... like the bunny. Uh, the little the little bunny that tries to be Robin Hood. gets. Uh, That's right, you know, yeah. And in true bunny fashion. Stolen he's... By, by, sheriff, yep. by the mean old sheriff of Nottingham and the big old and... fat wolf. But uh, yeah, classic that's very underrated fantastic dude i love that that beats the pants off on my list i'm gonna but this is kind of perfect because i'm gonna go a little more modern with some of the more modern disney movies that have come out um i'm gonna start with my overrated and a lot of people aren't gonna like this one but i've seen it for myself i never watched it when it first came out but i have a little girl now my wife and i have a little 20 month old and she's starting to watch disney movies and she loves this one. And I've watched it, obviously, about, I don't know, 50 times. Um, but overrated Disney movie has to be Frozen, man. I just don't understand. The, the snowman is cute. Like, it's, 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 that was fun. The little weird um, uh, trolls was really awkward to me. I was like, you really didn't need <laughs> these guys. Um, the the storyline's okay, they could have done, I feel like they just could have done better with it. Like the snowman was, like I said, he's kind of cute and funny. I, what, Olaf, is that his name? Yeah. Um, My little girl used uh, to call him Off Off. Off Off, there you go. But like, I don't, it was just, it, it got all the hype, you know, uh, automatically all of a sudden Walmart came out with all this, you know, frozen stuff. And they probably made about $5 billion on, on para, frozen paraphernalia. Um, and I'm just, I'm looking at this Disney movie going, 
uh, I don't know. I could probably name, I don't know, at least seven or eight other animated Disney movies that I thought were better than than Frozen. I mean, I'd rather watch Beauty and the Beast uh, than Frozen. I don't. How about this? Oh, here's here's one from the Vault. Do you did you ever Spin? watch the Aristocats? Oh yeah, I remember Aristocats. the Aristocats. But you know, Spen I, I would in that rather movie is like he's so cool. I like Sven. He he makes me laugh. Oh, the, is he the, the reindeer? Is he the ice dude? No. He's oh, the, the, the oh okay okay, the reindeer. Okay, um, that makes sense. Okay, see, and I I don't even know. I I can't remember all the the names to everybody. But I just I remember. I mean, like I said, I've watched it like I don't know five hundred times now. Now that I have a little girl, and I'm just going, nah, overrated overrated not I, like i said I, not not my cup of tea maybe it's this new generation and that's their thing but you know as far as new movies i think i'd rather watch tangled uh i think i'd rather watch brave uh if we're talking about kind of girly movies than than frozen i i, I like the storylines better on both those the action about both those i forgot about brave that's the worst one yeah that's that takes oh. the cake i don't oh, like really brave. See, no don't like Dumb brave but see i'd rather watch yeah, well, and I, but see, I'd rather watch Brave though than than Frozen any day of the week. I, I've got to say, but it's that's that's my overrated. It's because of the it's because of the Eastern European influence, isn't it, Micah? We know that you oh, like dude, more I love sophisticated that. movies such as my my palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more yeah, refined you know, than mine. I like funny. I like to be entertained. <laughs> you like to dissect plots. And we're just completely different people, and that's okay. That's what makes America great: is different people Amen. having different ideas. There you go. There you go. But no, I, 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 and I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I, in fact, I'm kind of proud of it. I, I was, I was raised on BBC movies and the classics. Um, so, and, and I've always, I've always, they've always had a special place in my heart. Now, I, I'm also a nerd. You know, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I love Lord of the Rings. You know, I, I'll, I'll jump into. I, I love the Harrison Ford movies, man. Give me Patriot Games. Uh, give me uh, Clear and Present Danger. Uh, what, what was the other? A uh, Fugitive. Oh man, those, some of the best suspense movies out there still, in my opinion. Love those are just classics. Love them. Um, but, but man, a good BBC movie with with a. With a, a, a good ending, a good uh, murder mystery, uh, you know, a, 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 mo- a movie that you you have to watch maybe maybe like two or three times before you understand all the uh, you know all the storylines and all and how how the you know, it, it, it's very intricate. Uh, you know, I like that with kind a of cup thing. of tea and, it's, and it's some fun. crumpets as well. Exactly, exactly. Maybe maybe some biscuits, you know. But yeah, a tart, Sweet biscuits maybe or perhaps like American biscuits. Uh, you know what? I could go either or. It depends on what kind of tea I'm having. I like cream and sugar in my tea. So if you're going to have a sweet tea, you know, if you have a lighter biscuit, um, that's okay. So, or it's maybe something with a little jam on it. You know, that, that would go, that would compliment really well. <laughs> but I haven't gotten to my underrated, <laughs> underrated, underrated, <laughs> underrated, underrated Disney movie. Um, I have to say... And I still love watching this movie. Um, has to be Ratatouille. Dude, I don't know why. And I think it's because there's cooking involved and food. But I have always enjoyed Ratatouille. It's got a fun storyline. It's got, you know, maybe it doesn't have the romance, you know. So I guess there's not really, you know, as far as from yeah, a girl perspective. In it. He, like, falls in love with the, chef, with the other sous chef, right? 
Oh, that's right. That's right. That That's true. But as far as, you know, maybe there's not many girly aspects to it, but I feel like it's underrated. People kind of pass over, um, uh, pass over Ratatouille, but I've always, always enjoyed Ratatouille. I think that's a fun one. And so I've got to say that for, for underrated Disney movie, and I feel like it doesn't get as much love as, as a lot of the other Disney movies, like the Frozens, like the Braves, Tangled, um, you know, those ones out there. I, I, I'm going to go with Ratatouille as my underrated Disney movie, um, animated Disney movie. So, dude, that was fantastic. Way to go modern. I like those were some... I know, I know. That was actually perfect. We That was not collaborated at all. I mean, you totally went old school with mass respect. And... Uh, um, uh, and then I, I went with the new generation kind of stuff. So that was that was fantastic. I, that well that really done. ended up dovetailing in nicely. Yeah, well, pat yourself on the back. I am over here. So um, you go go for it yourself. There you go. Um, all right, next segment, man. We're going to take a look real quick around the NFL. We've been doing this five weeks in a row now. It's week number six. We've got stocks to buy, brother. We got, we're going to buy, sell, or trade stocks in two different teams this week. And I'm going to hit you up first with the teams you're going to buy, you're going to sell, or are you going to hold your stocks in these two teams? Are you ready, Tyler? I should Always. say Friar Tyler. Are you ready? I am okay. ready. Fri- ready. All right. Always. First team that just got absolutely trashed, and I believe they got trashed at home, and they're kind of on the fritz. The Green Bay Packers, the, the quarterback now who is making – pant loads of money talk about quarterbacks who are making dude talk about quarterbacks that are making loads of money Carr underperforming garoppolo out for season rogers what are they now two two and one not not looking so hot are you gonna buy you gonna sell are you gonna hold your stock in the green bay packers through five weeks oh man yeah what do you do about that micah you know that i am a big proponent of defense I feel that yep. defense wins championships. I think I say that every week on here. Um, and the Packers just don't have a defense. Clay Matthews is 33 years old. I was looking at prospective free agents uh, yesterday in some downtime at work. And you know that he is 33 years old. He's a free agent next year. He's pretty much been their pass rush for the past forever since I can remember. Uh-huh. I don't think their defense can do anything. I, and literally, Aaron Rodgers has to go out and win every game. I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell my stock in the Packers before it dips much lower. Because I just don't there you think... Go. I love Aaron Rodgers. I wish he was a Raider. Yeah. I really do. And and I think he, it's him and Brady right now, neck and neck, for best QB. Or Breeze. Breeze makes a... a pretty good makes a argument push. too. strong yeah. push uh but you know as a team i just don't like i don't like their their running game very much uh it's been stagnant and their defense just is not does not look very good they've got a couple corners that are rookies um i don't know but they're that's they're one of those teams though that usually come on later in the season like they make that dramatic yep. push at yep. the end of the year and but right now through five weeks i've got to sell i've got to sell 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. They're not looking. You know, we want to talk about, you know, from a Raider you know, fan standpoint, you know, the Oakland Raiders look like garbage, but there are some other teams out there that are really on the fritz and Green Bay is one of them. You know, the Falcons are also one and four. Uh, and with the talent on that offense, uh, that's talk about underperforming heads are going to roll over there. And I've got to think it's got to start with the coaching staff because we know, you know, what these guys can do. It's kind of same thing with the Packers, man. You know, we know what Aaron Rodgers, we know what all these guys can do. You know, is it time for maybe McCarthy to go? You know, is it is it time to start making those moves? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked closely enough at the Packers to, to, uh, to, to you know, kind of understand what their problem is over there. But I have heard that you know rumors are is you know is this is this offense too vanilla? Is this is, you know is is this too stagnant for for Aaron Rodgers and company? Is there, is there not enough creativity going on here? Um, so I like that. I like selling on that because this could be a team that you know, by the end of the year is you know maybe a six and ten or seven and nine you know way underperform and next thing you know over there you know they're blowing stuff up as well um uh my second team for you uh we just got top got done giving the man a bunch of praise well-earned praise the new orleans saints you're gonna buy stock you're gonna sell your stock or you're gonna hold i'm gonna buy i think they well love it shoot well i'm gonna buy i'll stay with that i don't like their defensive uh coordinator one Dennis Allen, yeah. I don't, Ugh. I don't think he's very good at defense. Um, he certainly wasn't with the Raiders, and he certainly hasn't been very good uh, with the with the Saints. Because I remember a couple weeks ago talking about the Saints and saying that Dennis Allen gave up quite a few yards on the back end and just hadn't called a very good yeah. game. But I think they're four and one, aren't they? Uh, I believe so. Yes, yeah. I believe you're right on they're that. They're in the they're in the lead in the NFC South, and I don't know. I think you know. There's not very many. The Chiefs are five and zero. They're the only undefeated team left, and then you've got several teams that are four and one. And I I'm pretty sure the Saints are one of them. So right now looks like a good time to you know either have bought or be buying as they continue to rise up the charts. Yeah, and what you're looking at right now for them, as far as if we're talking playoffs, you know, the Falcons are almost out of playoff contention, to be honest. One and four, you know, they lose. I mean, that's a team that's going to need to go on a hot streak immediately uh, because they're they're not going to make a push. The only team really that the the Saints have to contend with are the uh, the Panthers, uh, the Bucks right now. It sounds like they're going to start Jameis Winston. I I see that as being an absolute disaster for that team. I think the Bucks, even after their hot start, you called it. Don't don't uh, you weren't you weren't uh, buying the hype of uh, Fitzmagic. So it looks like that's that's fizzled out. They started uh, you know two and zero hot start. Now they're they've lost their last two. Getting ready to play this week. The Bucks are a team that could end the season you know six and ten easily. Um, and I think the Saints, uh, you know, I think it's Saints and, and Panthers. Um, the thing about the Saints is week in and week out, even with a bad defense, it seems like they're able to consistently put up anywhere between 27 and 32 points a game. <laughs> and because of that, it keeps them in games, you know, because of Drew Brees and that offense and Kamara and, 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 and the receivers. Thomas. And Thomas, yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're consistently able to to – Kind of like the Raiders in 2016. You know, maybe our defense was shabby, but at least we're, we're going to be able to put up 32, 34 points and try to just outscore you. And the Saints are able to do that. And now with that animalistic running game they have back there with Ingram and Kamara, I mean, it, it, they, they could be they could be a, 
uh, a 12 and four type team this year easily, I think, in my opinion, uh, with only looking at, you know, the Panthers really to stand in their way in that division. So, um, I'm sorry, you bought, you, you said you're buying more stock, buying. correct? Is, is that, was that the final verdict? There you go. Final love it, answer. Love it. So what do you got for me this week? All right, I've got uh, one team that's an animal and one team that is a mythical god. Um, <laughs> okay. The animal team is who we're going to start off with, and we have seen this team before, at which point I believe we both sold. Uh, the Cincinnati Bungles. Um, oh. Buy, sell, are you holding, Micah? Oh, gosh, you know, I don't know what it is. And I, I brought this up in a couple of podcasts down the road or early. I think it was, it was week two. For whatever reason, you know, green always starts off hot. And then for whatever reason, it seems to kind of fizzle out at the second half of the year. Um, or, or, you know, maybe it's due to injury. I think he's been injured a couple years in a row. And so um, that's really, you know, kind of been at a disadvantage. I know they're getting some key pieces back on defense. You know, the, it's a tough matchup. They play the Steelers this week, a team that – Desperately needed a win, went in and beat the Falcons, got that win. They now sit at 2-2-1 two, two to keep their them. season alive. Yeah, they did. Was it 41-17, to 17, I believe? You yeah, know, kept their season like alive. The garbage time. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the Steelers kept their season alive. They're going to need another win, get a divisional win against the, the, the Bengals. Uh, you know what? I'm going to... Oh gosh! See, this is tough because I, I hate to go the easy route. I hate to say I'm gonna hold. You know what? I'm a gambling man sometimes, and, and I don't mind. I don't mind hedging my bets a little bit. I'll buy a little more stock in the Bengals. Four and one start. Hmm. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a little more stock in that. I. I you know, if we're talking playoffs right now, playoffs. I like the chances to make them. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Playoffs? playoffs? Yes. We're talking I, about I, playoffs. I, 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 Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs, and I think this team gets it done. I think this is a ten and six, eleven and five type Cincinnati team. I think they're going to get it done. And when I look, you know, the Ravens are fairly solid, but they they got some weak spots. The Steelers are, I mean, week to week. Who knows what's going on there? But gosh, man, even the Browns, dude, went and go. You know, I mean, they go beat the Ravens. Don't sleep on them. I don't know if you could talk playoffs yet with that the was Browns. Like a baseball give, give them score too. It was like twelve yeah, to nine you, in overtime. In overtime, yeah. Um, so, so, um, you know what? I, they seem to like the most well-rounded team right now, the Bengals do. So I'm going to go ahead and buy some stock in them. I'm going to buy stock in the Cincinnati Bengals. Very well. Sounds good. Second team, the Mythical Gods. Uh, we're going with the Tennessee Titans. We're going to visit the oh. AFC South again. Um, they beat the Eagles recently i can't remember if it was last week or not but um two weeks have, ago they beat the two Eagles. weeks ago did they win this past week uh i'm not sure i'd have to look it up i, I want to say wait weren't they in a shootout with the bills and lost was that did how that went the, let me I, I think you're right i think they did lose to the bills so maybe not the best team but they did beat the mm -hmm. eagles so we're going yeah going tennessee titans they got marcus mariota back uh, who can grip a football now, and yep, yeah. So that the Titans. Oh boy, you know what? If I, you know what, I I I I went I went a little bold with the Bengals, 
but I I am going to play it a little more safe. I'm going to hold my stock in Tennessee. Um, you know, they're going to have to contend with Jacksonville, who, you know, just came off that ugly loss to the Chiefs. Everybody's losing to the Chiefs nowadays, though, unfortunately. Um, uh, you know, the Colts have really not shown us much, even with Andrew Luck. Uh, who else is in that division? Uh, we got Lissy Titans. Oh, the Texans. Texans, you know, got it done. Um, I think that's their second win in a row now. I believe I, they they beat Dallas. They own they own uh, Texas or, or Texas right now. Uh, so props to them. But you know what? I'm gonna uh, for the Titans. This? I'm gonna hold. Oh, the what? Titans hit me, hit are me. first in their division. They are above wow. the Jaguars. The Texans wow. and the Colts. They really? are three and you two. You know what? I'm going to hold my stock right now in the Tennessee Titans because there's just too much volatility going on over there. You know, you go and you beat the defending Super Bowl champs, which we know aren't the Super Bowl champs anymore. You know, they're they're they don't look the, like the same team. Where we have to wait and see what happens there. Talk about another team that could be on the fritz. The Eagles sit at two and three. Uh, and have not looked good at all this year besides their, you know, now their week one win against the Falcons isn't looking that impressive at all. Um, uh, so, you know what? I'm going to hold. I'm going to take the safe route. I'm going to hold on the Titans. Give me a couple more weeks of play. Let's see how they do. Um, who did they play this week? I was just looking at it. Um, the Titans? Uh, yeah, who did the they Titans play? play uh, the Ravens this week. Titans play the Ravens. Okay, so that that that'd be a good test. That's gonna be a good test because the Ravens aren't a shabby team um, by any means. So let me see how they do against the Ravens. Give me another week after the Ravens as well, but I'm gonna hold for now. Okay, sounds like a plan. All right, that was buy, I'll... sell, or hold. Dun da da da. Shushing! Our, our stock market portion of uh, of the NFL. Uh, on the uh, behind the eye patch. All right, man. Let's take a look at the AFC West really quickly. We've got some good matchups all around the AFC West. We got Kansas City, New England. I believe that's a Sunday night game. That's going to be an excellent game. Um, well, I guess let's just start with that one, dude. What do you got? Who do you see winning? The Chiefs went into the I believe Gillette Stadium last year to open the season and thumped. Not didn't thump the Patriots, but I mean, put up what, what forty-two points on them. It was like forty-two to thirty-two, forty-two to thirty-four, something like that. Um, uh, what what do you see in that game? Who do you got winning? Kansas City versus New England. Well, they laid a very gnarly smackdown on the Jaguars. I thought that game was going to be a lot closer, but Blake Indeed. Bortles, yeah, Bortles had one of the. Perhaps worst game. Bortles I've gonna ever Bortles. Seen. Yeah, he yeah. threw interceptions off of other pl- the other teams or his own players' helmets. He was doinking people in the head. Um, <laughs> Chiefs Patriots. Um, how do you how do you go against the Chiefs at this point? Every week I've said, nope, this is it. Somebody's gonna figure somebody out. To yeah. me, if anybody was going to figure out how to stop Mahomes in that offense, it would have been the Jaguars, right? Or is yep. it going to be Bill Belichick and his sneaky Patriots stealing tapes and having illegal contraband <laughs> watching watching the, the Chiefs practice this week? Um, 
you're right. That's a great game. Until the Chiefs proved me otherwise, I'm going to take the Chiefs, man. I just I I think they're hot right now, and I don't see them yeah. calming down. It seems like they've Mahomes. I think has come back down a little bit, but he still looked really good against that uh, Jaguars defense that I have yeah. vaunted and put upon a pedestal, perhaps prematurely, but. I mean, he made those guys look silly, to be downright honest. Yeah, yeah. And that seems to be, I mean, that's a, <clears throat> talk about a magical duo there, you know, with Andy Reid and Mahomes. That's, that, that seems like it's, that's turning out great uh, for the Chiefs. Like yeah, Harry I'm Potter you. and uh, until, Hagrid. Exactly, exactly. You just don't mess with that duo. Um, <laughs> we, I'm going to be, I'm going to stick with you. I, I think until, you know, that, that Patriots defense isn't that great. Um, now on the same side of the coin, though the Chiefs' defense isn't that great. I think this one talk about a shootout. You know, this could be another forty-two thirty-five kind of game, something like that. Um, but gosh, man, until like you said, until somebody can step up and actually put you know slow Mahomes down, I'm going to take the Chiefs. And as a Raider fan, it pains me to say it, but um, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, beat the Patriots. Uh, everybody will be wondering, you know, back to wondering. Oh my goodness. I, are the Patriots bad again? Or they're they're three and three or whatever. I think three and three is what they'll be um, if they lose. Or no, they might be two and four. Uh, they might be two and four if they lose. That that could be that could be really interesting um, because that's a little bit of a hole. But the, it's the Patriots, so whatever. They always seem to do good. So we're both taking the Chiefs. Uh, here's another good one: the Rams, who the barely Patriots squeaked are, out a get, win against. The Patriots are three and what, two right now. They would be four oh three and, and two. two, so they would be if they, if win, they win. If they lose, they'll just be three and okay. Okay, five hundred. So, so the Rams, the Rams, kind of in a surprising game, barely squeaked out a win against the Seahawks. Doesn't bode oh. well for the Raider us Raider fans. I forgot fans, about the that, Rams we'll about that are that. also five and zero oh earlier in the in the podcast. Yes, I apologize, Rams fans. Yeah. That's all good. That's all good. Rams, Broncos, who Rams. you got? Rams. Yeah, that's Rams, not a contest. Rams. Rams. And yeah, you know uh, what's going to happen because because well, is Talib going to snatch off some chains this week? I doubt it. Talib's going to get his butt run up and down the field. Are you kidding me? Hmm. Against the Broncos. Oh, I'm sorry. No, dude, you you got me thinking there that Talib's still on the Broncos. Good heavens, no, no. He he he. Yeah, the the Rams. I. Dude, you want to talk about a team that could turn into hot garbage? I think the Broncos have lost two straight now, two or three straight. It's it's not not been great. Um, uh, the the Broncos, uh, that could be a team that's replacing their coach by the end of the season. Um, and I think you're, the, that hot seat's going to get a little hotter um, uh, for for Broncos heads coach uh, when they. I think they're going to get smacked around pretty well by the Rams. I, I don't think it's that close. I think it's a fourteen to thirty type game. Uh, Rams handle it pretty easily. I mean, come on, dude. The Jets and Sam Darnold just went in and worked the Denver Broncos, the the, the vaunted Denver Broncos defense. You did, you did, and um, you know, you took your mom's advice and you said, and and she told Sage you advice. to never pick the Broncos, dude. Never yeah, just, go against just, what your mother says, Micah. A a man, dude. You could take that to the bank every day of the week. 
So, so shout out to your mom there for that, for that uh, insight. And that was fantastic. And, and I mean, come on, the rookie Sam Darnold just went up and down on that, on that vaunted Denver defense. What makes you think that the Rams aren't going to do the same? The Rams are going to have their way with the Denver Broncos. That there are just no quit. There's no doubt in my mind. And I'd be surprised if they put up any less than 30 points on that, on the Broncos. Um, so I think the Rams get it done pretty easily. Dude, here is a matchup that that I've, if you're a Charger fan, you got to be a little nervous about because you are one of the only teams that lost to this team. You've got Chargers, Cleveland Browns, who you got winning this rematch. Remember, one of the only wins that the Browns ever had during that terrible season was against the Chargers. And believe you me, the rest of the AFC, they, they have – they have teased Charger fans mercilessly, and it hasn't. And if they go and lose again to the Browns, dude, it's just going to just ramp it up, and it's going to be all over again. So, who you got winning, Chargers, Cleveland? I believe the game is in Cleveland as well. Gosh, I hate to pick against the Chargers. I hate to say anything bad about the Chargers because they worked us over so bad on Sunday, like made us look like. I don't know. A high school team is high school team. A division two team, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not quite. Yeah, division two, playing a division three or one. You know, a division one school like Oklahoma playing, or maybe Oklahoma's a bad choice at this point. Alabama playing like. (laughs) I don't know. Wyoming. It'd be like Alabama playing Boise State. Oh, don't do that to our. Boise State Broncos. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm salty because our, we lost and I was at that game. So I'm still, I mean, I, I went over two this weekend, bro, in my football team. So it was a yep. pretty dark weekend at the Schneiderman house. So, well, it, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that was the same in the Larson household as well. So, um, no, I, crap. What do you do? Do I pick the Browns and just say, we beat the Browns, so then we're better than the Chargers, even though we lost to the Chargers. I don't know. I... <laughs> Let's go with the Browns. Feeling the Browns Dude, on I... this one. Browns win back-to-back I... games in the first time in forever. Dude, I've got a feeling it's the same thing, and I legit do. You know, the Browns just went in and, and, and won a shootout against a good Baltimore Ravens team. You know, by all rights, the Browns should have beat the Raiders as well. I mean, let's be honest. Um, I see the Browns work in that Chargers defense. I, I see I see Mayfield just having his way with the Chargers defense, which furthermore will make Derek Carr look silly um, and will raise more questions about Derek Carr, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to take Cleveland in, a, in somewhat of a shootout. I'm going to take them like it's going to be like 26 to 23 that the Cleveland Browns get it done against the San Diego Chargers. That defense is better than a lot of people give them credit for. Miles Garrett, solid, uh, you know, solid play um, in, uh, you know, at the at the um, corner positions from for the Browns. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Brown curse has not lifted from the Chargers, and the Browns get it done, and the Chargers fans have to continue to hear it from the rest of the AFC West. Um, from you know, from the Chiefs, from the Raiders, from the Broncos. That wh- why can you guys just not beat the Cleveland Browns? That's going to be the standing joke. That's going to continue to stand after Week Sunday. So, man, finally here we're going to take a look. 
The Oakland Raiders travel across the pond. We're recording this on a Wednesday, so it's it's happening. Um, uh, they're I believe they're flying out tomorrow. Uh, they're heading to London tomorrow after they're practice. They're taking on this. Yep. Okay, tomorrow after practice, they're taking on the Seattle Seahawks. I don't have much hope for this one, to be honest. I don't like when uh, when anybody goes to London, and it seems like last time we went to London, it was bad, wasn't it? I forgot. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, can we have a walk? Can we have a walk down memory lane, please? Because I remember that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, Go for it. Go for it. Actually, I don't. I don't remember who we played. So that that makes me look unintelligent right there from the get-go um but the last time (laughs) we went to london do you remember who the raiders coach was uh it was a dark uh, dark time yes it was dennis allen after the raiders were demolished who I wish I I wish I would have looked that up before we came on here. I should have, but um, we got demolished in England. Came back home. They fired Dennis Allen, um, and that was when we hired one Tony Sperano to to coach the Oakland Football Raiders to glory and victory. It was in practice that week that a famous. Uh, Raiders clip on YouTube occurred of Tony Sperano burying a football on the practice field trying to get rid of the bad juju and that's what I remember about the last time that's what I remember about the last time we went to uh, London is we had Derek Carr we had Khalil Mack and we had Dennis Allen and we had no business even being there that day was it was it the dolphins dude gosh i don't remember i'm trying what 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 year was that do we remember would that be 2015 uh i think it would have been 2015 Uh, no no Uh, because we had oh wait no 2014 oakland raiders versus the miami dolphins yeah Yeah, versus the dolphins okay yeah <clears throat> excuse me um yeah okay so yeah and i all i remember was i was thinking like why are we doing this and that's i think that's why i was a little bit i, I wasn't liking that we were going to new or to mexico and playing games because i remembered how badly it turned out for us in london and i was like why are we doing this why are we traveling out and i just never really hold out hope. the nfl hates us that's why well and you know for whatever reason the oakland already has trouble you know on the east coast well, now we've passed the East Coast, man. We're going even further. And you want to talk about having even more troubles. I mean, I guess what you can say is they're both from the West Coast. You know, you both, you've both you got both the Seahawks and the Raiders traveling all the way out to London. So it's a pretty, as far as time goes, it's going to mess up both teams and body clocks and all that good stuff. But, dude, I, I'm just looking at this Raider team. We just watched a Seahawks team almost come off an epic win versus – you know, arguably the best team in the NFL, the uh, the Rams. You know, they were able to hang with the Rams. We couldn't even put up uh, – we could put up 10 points against a middle-of-the-road Charger team. I just – I don't see it happening, man. I, I, I don't – this I don't think this game – if anything, it's going to raise more questions than, than anything. I, this, I, don't, I don't have much hope for this team, to be honest. But if they are going to win, man, what, what do you think it's going to take for the Oakland Raiders to beat the Seattle Seahawks in London? 
Well, I think it's going to take the team playing really well. Uh, <laughs> they're going to have to show up and play hard. Uh, the defense is going to ha- not have to give up big plays. How many times have you heard me say You're asking way too much. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> and that's why I have zero hope. Like, I'm just kind of watching to be like, uh, let's see what happens with Conley this week. Let's uh, see what happens with Worley this week. Let's see what happens uh, to Parker this week. And, and see how it. Hurst and PJ Hall do. Yeah. And Key and do. Key. Does Key yeah. get his first sack? And, um, you know, does Carr throw another costly interception either at halftime or at the end of the game to ruin something like i just feel it coming every week like that we just watch the game and we're like well micah here comes a here comes a screen pass for a loss of five yards and yep sure enough there's a screen pass for a loss of five yards and then we go oh hey let's let's uh run it with marshawn lynch uh no let's pass it and throw an interception and so I've given up hope a little bit at this time. Um, But no, seriously, like you can't let Russell Wilson get loose. You can't let him beat you with his legs. You cannot uh, lose track of the deceptively fast Doug Baldwin. Uh, You know, just giving up big plays. The Raiders just keep giving up big plays after big play after big play. Can't do that and win football games. Yeah. You know, you touched on it, and that's my key to victory. You, you can't – Russell Wilson makes so many plays with his legs, and by, you know, extending the play, by getting out and, you know, running for that first down on third and six, you got to contain him, you know. And Oakland you know, hasn't done a great job of that with Tannehill, didn't do a great job of that with Baker Mayfield. Uh, they they got to find a way to contain Russell Wilson, make him make plays, you know, with that shabby offensive line. Um, you know, they're going to have their hands full with Tyler Lockett and Baldwin as it is. Um, uh, you can't allow those guys to get an extra three or four seconds to, you know, break coverage and run down the field, you know, crossing back over, you know, because Russell Wilson's broken contain and he extends the play. And well, everybody was covered for four seconds, but then Russell Wilson extended the play for another three seconds and that's allowed Tyler Lockett to get open for the 64 yard bomb or whatever, you know, you, you, you're not, you know, that's, that's the key to victory. Got to be able to, um, got to be able to contain, um, Russell Wilson, um, give me a bold prediction. Well, you got a bold prediction for this London game. What do you got? Oh, crystal balls fuzzy again, man. This week, it's just not working so hot. So, um, fuzzy crystal ball is telling me um, that... If you don't got uh, one, I've, I've got I one off already. I don't I'm gonna, know, I'm going to tell you that... I'm going to tell you Can that I... Hurst is going to get himself another sack. In fact, give him a sack and a half. I think they're going to be able to get to Russell Wilson a few times. I don't know if it's going to be able to do be enough to impact the game. But I think uh, I think Hurst gets to him once by himself and then maybe double teams up with, uh, with Bruce Irvin and they both go down. And I think Hurst is going to get himself a sack and a half. 1.5, as they say, for the stat line. 1.5 sacks for, for big man Hurst in the middle for this game. Can I just say my bold prediction is that this is what I want to happen. 
and so I don't know if it's a prediction or not, but Carr takes care of the football this week. Can we, one game with no interceptions. That's my that's you know, my I, bold prediction. Because I it's feel not statistic the, it's not the vaunted Seattle defense of yesteryear. It is very susceptible. They're not playing Wagner is he no, KJ Wright is not playing this week. Um I feel like uh, yeah, they kind of held the the Rams, but that happens in divisional games. We see that all the time where yeah. you play someone twice a year, then you play them over and over and over and you see tendencies, you can pick things up like that. But I'm going to say yeah. Derek Carr does not throw an interception in this game. That's my that's my that bold is bold. prediction. That's very bold considering that what he's up to eight interceptions so far yeah, this year. Five um, and that, eight. Or six wow, and eight. Wow. Dude, uh, he actually might pull even. I could actually see that by the end of this. You know, I could see him at eight and eight, maybe even nine and eight, because like you said, that Seattle defense defense isn't what it is. You know, with uh, the, the the safety out now. You know, Earl Thomas with that terrible injury, not getting paid. You know, kind of goes to further the argument of you know, wait to get paid before you go out there and play. Um, uh, so, you know, it, like you said, it isn't it isn't the twelfth man so much anymore. That defense isn't. Uh, isn't near as scary as it used to be. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I like that. No interceptions. And I feel like that we see that from this Raider team. You know, if there's anything that you can take away, it's like we will go and just have a terrible game. And then the next week, even if we lose, it's like we lose by two or we lose by three. It's like we have no business going to London and hanging with the Seahawks. But watch, you know, we might even win it. You know, it might be like 30 to 28. The Raiders win it. And it's like, what? Okay. Uh, I guess that's cool. You know, it's like what, but, but then, you know, we can't pull out a win against the Broncos. You know, we can't pull out a win against teams that we should beat, you know? So, so that seems to be the storyline, but I like that though. I like that. No, no interceptions for Carr. That is bold. Carr, like you said before, Carr is the first Raiders quarterback with more interceptions, eight than touchdown passes, seven in first five games since Jamarcus Russell in 2009 who had one touchdown and four interceptions. Good and that heavens. comes that comes from Josh Dubow. You can find him at Josh Dubow AP uh, on Twitter. Yeesh. Yeesh. Well, that's some that's some pretty miserable company he's keeping as far as in the stat department. But uh you know what? If you've earned it, man, you you got to if you're in the doghouse, you got to you got to own it. You got to own it. So And you know, if there um, was one good player last week, it was Eric Harris, our former potato chip manufacturing safety. Um <laughs> he literally he was he was working in a potato chip factory prior to last year and then signed with the Raiders, but he has wow. been he has been playing uh with more snaps this year than he did last year. He was the highest graded player against the Chargers with an 88.6 game grade. Uh, and grade. this is from PFF o- Oakland Raiders. Um, he allowed in 26 snaps, he allowed one reception for three yards in 14 coverage snaps and made one run stop in 12 snaps against the run. So my question is then why in the Sam Hill is he not playing over people that are getting like a, 40.0 game grade. Do you, who knows? Who who knows anymore? It just doesn't make sense. I don't yeah, know I, anymore. 
there's so much that doesn't make sense. We could we could have probably an eight hour long show on what doesn't make sense. I'm in a glass uh, case of emotion. <laughs> so, dude, hit me with your score prediction. Give me a score prediction for the London game. Raiders, Seahawks. What's your score? I'm going thirty-one to fourteen Seahawks. Thirty-one fourteen. So it's it's a blowout basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. I'm going to go, you've got the Seahawks. I'm going to pick the Seahawks as well, but I think it's going to be one of those, another, it's like, why in the world are we even hanging with this team? Uh, but we're still going to lose. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go 24-28 Seahawks. Um, it's going to be one of those games, like I said, it's like, what? why are we, you know, why are we actually, like, I think at one point in the game it'll be 24-21, we'll be on top. But Russell Wilson, uh, this defense is ripe for the Russell Wilson plucking. This defense is exactly what Russell Wilson thrives on, a defense that gives up big plays, untimely plays. Like the 31st ranked defense in the NFL, like that exactly. type of defense? That, oh, okay. that kind okay. of a defense. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a defense that can't generate a pass rush. I mean, this is playing right into Russell Wilson's hands, and he's just he's going to have his way. And But it's going to be one of those games, like I said, that we're going to be like, golly, we're actually hanging with the Seahawks. What's up with this? Are we going to win it? Maybe we're going to win it. Then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, we're just going to get our hearts torn out, and it will be one and five. Long, long, long flight black to Oakland and uh, back to the drawing board and um, and one and, and five. And back to the blow for Boza. Blow for Boza. Exactly. Nick Bosa. That way, you know, we can generate a pass rush finally. Maybe we'll see. Maybe, but you Maybe. know what? Nothing's guaranteed. You gotta get you gotta <laughs> get pressure on the quarterback, and that's what John Gruden said. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. <laughs> All comes down to getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, injuries to be aware of this week. Yes. Um, Rodney Hudson was limited in practice. Maurice with an ankle. Maurice Hurst with a shoulder was limited. Gabe Jackson with that pec issue still limited. Carl Joseph was back today. Um, oh, awesome. Yep. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying awesome. We won't see him on the field. Play, right? <laughs> uh, Emmanuel Lemur was limited with a foot. Lynch was limited with a hip. Colton Miller limited with a knee. Osemele did not participate with his knee. Frosty Rucker apparently hurt his neck, did not participate. He um and that's that's the injury report from today wednesday awesome okay well i mean we need to get our self i mean uh, hopefully osimile can go or else it's cars gonna go down and go down hard i mean it's it's uh i mean uh, look what the chargers were able to do even without bosa car would have been killed if they had bosa on that team i mean car car would have been a mess are you kidding me? We were—I mean, we were fortunate that Ingram was the only one going against our two rookie tackles. If they had had Bosa in there as well, dude, that would have been a car. It could have been—it could have been real bad. Could have been yeah, real bad. It but, could have. All right, but it was—you know—at least it wasn't worse than it actually was. And you hear this? This—this this is me throwing away, throwing away last week's loss and trying to move on because you know what? Like I said, as much as critical. As we are of this team, I will be right back on my couch on Sunday morning watching this team going, maybe we will win. And if we win, then we're two and four. Then maybe we can beat the Colts and we'll be three and four. And then maybe things are looking up. And, you know, technically that's true because I'm a sick fan. Um, yep. But uh, uh, I will. It's that nasty relationship 
of yep. abuse yep. and denial. Exactly. And, <laughs> and mental mental assaults. Yeah, it's 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 rough, man. It's rough is what it is. So, Tyler, this was a fantastic episode. I feel like I needed this, man. We just to vent a little bit, get some of the frustration and the anger out. But like I said, I'll be right back there on Sunday with a big old stupid grin on my face, ready to <laughs> rock and roll, repping my Oakland Raiders, and and uh, hopefully, you know, with any sort of luck, you know, maybe we'll be talking about a win this time next week. Don't hold your breath, though. But maybe we can find some silver linings. Maybe some of these young guns will start looking good, and we can start uh, – uh, prepping for next season. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, dude. But I feel like we're, we've been saying that so many years that it's just habit now. It's just habit. So I looked at free agents yesterday. So. <laughs> That's okay. I've been checking all the mock drafts. I've been watching college ball religiously now going, okay, you know, how are, how's this young man looking? And you know, we'll get into that next week, especially if they lose. Let's, let's take a look, an in-depth look at the draft. You know, we'll, let's see who we think they should go with their first two picks in the first round, and uh, uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. But in the meantime, Raider Nation, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you so much for joining us once again. As always, please mash that subscribe button. Find us on Twitter, Facebook. Give us a call. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes as well. We'd love to hear from you, good or bad, and we'd love to you know get those ratings up and see see what we've got. We've had a few ratings already, all five stars. Love that and appreciate that from all Thanks, of you. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Yes, yes, we do. We really do. And we're going to get through these hard times. We will. We always stick together, and we'll make it through. So, that's why right? I have – that's why we are a nation. We that. hold each other close and, and tight and <laughs> – some people call us fake fans because we don't blow sunshine. But you know what? We're there on Sundays, and I'm a real fan in my own mind. So, yep. And we're not burning jerseys, and, no, and haven't. we haven't stooped. We haven't stooped to that kind of level of ignorance, and we nope. never will. Nope. We never will. But as much as we think it, we will actually not do it because you know, at the end of the day, like I told you, Tyler, the minute that I leave the Oakland Raiders. They'll rattle off like nine straight wins, and then I will feel like trash. I'll look like trash, and and I'll really uh, how you can't go back, you know, and you can't find another team. No other team wants that kind of fan. Nope. So you, you know what? I, you you know, like and my Cleveland, heart. You look like Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers fans when you do that. Exactly. Exactly. So so you know, and I've. As much as I make fun of it and we laugh about it and, you know, about leaving and stuff, I could never do it, man. I I, I, I would never be able to because I've, I've repped the Oakland Raiders for so long. It's just part of my lifestyle now, and I just can't change that. That's just all there is to it. And real Raider fans know what that's like. But it is okay to be frustrated. So we appreciate you guys hanging along for tagging along with another episode. Have a great week. We will catch you in the next episode. In the meantime... Let's beat these Seahawks and go Raiders. Just win, baby.